Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Dream Stream podcast. I am Yiska Cook. And I'm Ellen Ronis. We're here to do dream work. So we started by having a conversation, you and I, Ellen, about when something strikes you differently than it had some years ago. And I was hoping you could elaborate on that. Yeah, sure. I was um, just uh, telling Yiska that the I have a painting that I did in 2012. And I even remember doing the painting. It was at a workshop and I was really frustrated because I wasn't able to sort of do these realistic things that people were doing. And I was like, just frustrated. And my instructor was like, just do whatever comes out. So I was using these really dark colors and whatever, just like all over the page. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. And when I finished this thing, I was like, ah, whatever. I put it aside. I even folded it in half, which is like sacrilege for a piece of art. Absolute sacrilege. sacrilege. But I was like, this sucks. It's shit. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't even know why I kept it. But I folded it. It's big. Folded it in half, shoved it in a little portfolio. And then like years later, took it out. And I was like, you know what? This is a pretty cool piece. This has a lot going on. So I scotch taped it up onto my wall. And for like a year, I had it literally scotch taped up on the wall. And I thought, finally, misused and abused (laughs) your painting. (laughs) So I finally decided to go ahead and have it framed. And it's I'm looking at it right now. And it is beautiful. I mean, it's a really great piece of art in my I just love it like I see so much more in it I think is what it is it's like because because I wasn't doing it the way I was supposed to I say that in quotes air quotes um you know I was frustrated and I thought it was shit because it wasn't what everyone else was doing or the way I thought it was supposed to be or it wasn't you know a classical kind of painting and I realized like there's so much soul in it. There's so much imagery. There's like a whole thing going on in it. Yeah. It's really cool. So, yeah. So I don't know what the moral of that story is, but. um, I think if I may project mm -hmm. on your story, I think the moral is we're not always in the place where we can receive and appreciate. Mm. And I know that's so for a lot of writers when we write and then we're like, it's it goes one of two ways either it's like this is crap I, what am I thinking it's not at all what I want to do or like me you could be like oh I think this is really good and then when you read it later like yeah I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> so one of two ways I guess it depends yeah. on your temperament yes yes or just the moment in general you know yes yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had those moments too, where I lo- I, th- I thought something was pretty great, and then later on, I was like, "What was I talking about?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you were saying you're just living life, and similarly, I'm just living life right now. Life. Yeah, you know, there's a lot. There's so much going on in the world, and there's just so much sadness and pain, and uh, you know, I don't. We don't. I don't know that I really want it. You know, just we all know we don't know what we're referencing, and it's just you know. And and I'll say that you know, just on a personal note, it's really affected my business, which I'm have I don't hundred percent understand the connection, but I know it has to have to do with that, because people are canceling their 
they're taking a break. I'm saying that in air quotes too, for those who don't aren't seeing me, <laughs> they're taking a break, which could mean they're just taking a break and they'll call me in a month or six weeks or two months. But, you know, taking a break usually means I'm going away and, <laughs> you know, yeah. and these, so I have very regular steady clients. Generally, that's my, that's always been the, the style of my business. So it's like, wow, you know, this is interesting. Like, I mean, it, it's a little frightening, financially speaking, Right. trying to go there and just trust that everything will have a cycle. Um, but it's like, wow, it's even affecting my massage practice. You th you'd think people would really need that now, yeah, you know, to stress. but I think people just get scared when things in the world feel so insecure, even though it's not necessarily affecting our finances yet. Right. This, this will start to have like a, a um, cumulative effect which is a bummer <laughs> i might also look at it as this is quieting down over here while i'm ramping up this over here you know i mm. feel like so much dreamer so much in transition mm. in really positive ways mm -hmm. kind of view that from the perspective of positive it's not there so that I won't be able to make it ends meet financially. It's there to kind of give me a kick in the butt. <laughs> yeah, no, I agreed, agreed. And I, and I, and I have, you know, in, in all my years of doing this kind of work and other kinds of depth work in yeah. myself, you know, I'm, I'm really learning. I'll just say I'm continuing to learn to see things that way, to see things where, yeah, this is, I can have my feelings about this is a little scary, you know, but right. I don't have to live there. I don't have to, um, yeah, I don't have to live there. Just an example of that is in the middle of the night, a couple of nights ago, I have this thing sometimes where, where I get up like whatever, two, three, four in the morning and my mind starts to spin and I can get extremely anxious. Like, and I started to do that. I started to like do the numbers, my numbers in my head. Like, oh my God, if I see this many clients, oh my God, I'm going to have to get a job. You know, I started to, and I was like, nope, nope. Nope. No, I stopped myself. And then I just sort of calmed down because I was like, you know how this goes. You've been in cycles like this before. Started to fall asleep. And then this is a good segue into dreams. I had an image. It was really not quite a dream because I was aware. I was, I was still awake, but I was in that like liminal state where I was about to fall asleep. And the image was that I'm in some kind of a big conference center or something, and there's a clipboard being passed around and people are putting their names and, and email addresses on this clipboard. And it's for me. It's for, it's they're, they're giving, they're giving me their emails, which is exactly what I need for my business awesome. in waking life. And I was like, yeah, I was really proud of myself, you know, for stopping the negative. Cause if I, if I kept that going, I would have become very, very anxious. Right. And I would have been able to fall back asleep and it would have been good for nothing and nobody. So, yes. So that's an awesome dream image. So we were talking that neither Ellen nor I have necessarily an epic story dream, but I, let me just speak for myself. I have some dream images that, yeah. uh, that I think are going to bring us back to the things that we not necessarily want to talk about, but that's fine because we have to pay heed and give honor to our unconscious minds and what comes to us in dreams. Yeah, yeah, definitely, exactly. And I do think those little snippets or images are very rich and deep. You, you know, they don't need to be a big epic 
sometimes the big epic things are so complex I never can quite figure them all out so yeah no not Jeremy Taylor Stephen Larson our teacher Dr. Stephen Larson used to say like beware of the snippet <laughs> you know uh, yeah yeah that will take you far if you I think so yeah, I think so. And, you know, we've talked about this, you know, probably quite a few times on, on this podcast, but, you know, I'll just reiterate that the mind, your soul, your spirit, whatever, will, if all you remember is a snippet, that's like the most, that's it. Yeah. That's the thing. That's it the doesn't matter if the dream contained uh, a million other elements. If that's what you remember, there's significance. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we ask using Robert Moss's lightning dreamwork method and we ask, what would you like to know from this dream? And then the person kind of reaches to the meat of the dream. The right. Is that meat? So it yeah. have all the, all the, you know, veggies and <laughs> veggies. And <laughs> right, <laughs> right. All the side dishes. <laughs> yeah, side dishes, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I think the title, like titling a dream, I used to get frustrated because I didn't know, you know, I didn't like that part of the dream, um, yes. the the dream, you know, recall, whatever, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> can't think. Um, the lightning dream work. I didn't like having to put a title, yes. but I think, I think the title also gets to the meat. Mm -hmm. It gets to what's unconscious about what's important, even if you don't, it doesn't seem like that. And that's um, why I think Robert Moss says, write a bumper sticker right the, yes yeah well the bumper right mm -hmm. and that's always been hard for me yeah well the bumper sticker is almost like the what i got what i what did i what did i glean from all of the work around the dream like what did we what did, what was the conclusion that i came to you know that's how i i see the bumper yeah. sticker you know it's the uh in an acorn you know like the thumb, thumb. right in a nutshell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think it's an acorn okay so will you share first um sure sure um okay couple of things um so i <clears throat> a couple of nights ago i'm dreaming that i'm needing to get something removed from my neck like that there's something wrong with my neck, but I don't know what's wrong with my neck and I feel fine, but um, <clears throat> like somehow in the front of my throat and the person who is going to do it disappeared. She was a young, maybe Asian young woman. And um, then there was, it felt like there was some kind of a chase. Like I'm running after her or trying to find her. And I'm, I'm like, wait, you just, you know, leaving me hanging here with this thing I need to remove. And then I, when I woke up, I was like coughing a little bit. So I, it could just be that my body, you know, my dream was processing that, you know, I had something in my throat or what dry throat. Or something. Right. There's always yeah. that what's going on in my physical body, you know, to have stomach ache from something I eat. Right. And, and it also can be a lot of um, like, like waking what did we call that residue waking life mm -hmm. residue. like okay this is happening and this is but um even with that it there's a deeper there's a deeper mm -hmm. if you believe if one believes everything has a meaning then yeah then that too might mean yeah well of course we make our own meaning so what i could say throat is like um you know being choked off not speaking 
my truth, um, not expressing myself, you know, well, getting stuck could, could be, could be that. I don't. There's something in my life that I don't feel that I've completely expressed myself and there's still more that I need to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I could definitely say that, that there's truth to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel sometimes like I have so much to say and not just in words, but, you know, in art, in writing, in teaching, in facilitating and, you know, spiritual work. Like, I feel like there's so much I want to do and and it's almost too much. It's almost like cut it out, just cut it out of me so I can just, you know, have it. So I, so I can see, oh, that's what it is. That's actually interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, it's like, it's too much. I don't even know what to say or what, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then um, before that, several nights before that, the snippet was that I'm in a kind of a building, like a apartment building, and there's like a, a wave. I don't know if it was a wave or like just water from the shore, whether it was a lake or ocean, I don't really know, came up so far not a, not high up, but up so far that it went right underneath the building oh. and kind of, you know, worked its way back out. And that just te- seems like a significant image also. If I may dive right into production, uh, <laughs> Ivan, it feels to me there's, emo- I, I equate water with emotion, as we've spoken about. And it seems like there's something quite emotional for me under my conscious mind so i'm gonna have to really feel into that because it's something that needs to be you know free or let back into the open air you know know? do you see uh do you see like the building as being like what right yourself right yourself yeah yeah yourself then the basement like the unconscious Mm-hmm. and the water there's that to me that my projection is it means emotions emotions uh-huh. under the surface and mm-hmm. I might not be aware of them yet mm-hmm. you know, but um yeah that that feels that seems correct yeah. that, seems, that, that resonates with me mm-hmm. um yeah that there's things that are they're they're getting there because I'm seeing it I'm seeing it now in the dream I'm seeing that there's something there at least you know um and an apartment building it makes me think of the many facets you you know one was just you were just saying it's too much there's too many things it's all these things and that's my apartment building it's all part of me like layers I see it as layers of myself yes yeah right and I'm in there I'm in I'm in there somewhere but I don't know where I am in the building but you know I'm in the building somewhere not on top not in the bottom (laughs) somewhere Right. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Not in the basement. Not in the basement and not on the like roof or the top, you know. Like nothing recognizably like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um and then yesterday, this was the craziest thing. I woke up somewhere in the middle of the night and I was very awake and I didn't it wasn't a dream. This is what I wrote. I knew somehow I just said I gotta write this down because it was more like a thought. Okay. It's it's funny. So my natural state is unsettled. It doesn't serve me, but being different is like putting 
a shoe on a cat and expecting it to carry on its cat-like ways. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like a dream. It was like, because when I looked at it a couple of days later, I was like, what? <laughs> what and I was like, I would say that's a dream pretending to you to just be a thought. <laughs> Yes, it was a <laughs> exactly. It was, yes, it was a dream That's pretending funny. to be a thought, or a thought pretending to be a dream, or something. But what does that remind you of? Um, because people uh, do that. People do what? Put shoes on their animals. You, and you see the animals; they go like this. They like yeah. shake. They, they're like, uh. Yeah, this is wrong. It's wrong. That's yes. just what I, you I know. can't be my natural self. My right. It's like you're trying to make me into like a human. Like you're trying to make yeah. it like my feet can't. You know, whatever it is, yeah. that your feet can't get dirty or wet or cold. That's right. I'm good with it. <laughs> Mine are well, well, um, calloused. <laughs> They're naturally made yeah. for that, and you exactly. know. So That's uh, interesting. So, what does that remind you of? um can't put me in a box yeah it's like trying to make me do so like so I think that there's a part of me that feel you know that feels like like the part of me that feels uh I'm just gonna say it like this I don't know if I can say this on air fucked up yeah part of me feels like I'm not okay whatever that is you yeah. know I have to fix it it's like the way that I think that, you know I think that we need to we think we need to fix ourselves and I'm really, really working that piece. And it's like, nope, you know, like, yep, I'm not perfect. I do. I, I'm sometimes I'm really sped up. My energy is really sped up. So that's hard for some people. Sometimes I'm really anxious. That's hard for some people. Sometimes right. I just move too fast. That's hard for some people. And you know what? Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really the conclusion I'm coming to. It's like, uh, if I want for myself to slow down because it's better for me, then I'm going to work on that, but I'm not going to do it because it's being asked of me because it's making somebody else uncomfortable. Good. Oh, you know, truth. you know, yeah. that's really so good. I mean, I try to teach that to my child, you know, you are your greatest advocate. Mm -hmm. Your best friend really loves you. He is himself. He's his own guy, you know, and that's not to say that we don't love and, and care for our friends and loved ones. Just to say that, you know, I I have to open my mouth at the hospital and say, and this actually is a true story, and say, you know, they found a nodule in my thyroid. And then I had like a um, biopsy. And he said, you know, we can't tell. We won't be able to tell until we remove it, if it's cancerous or not. And so they wanted me to sign something that says that they can remove, I guess, the left lobe of my thyroid and then if that is cancerous, they can remove the right lobe. And I said, no. I said, there's nothing in my right lobe that I know of. You know, I, I don't want to be on Synthroid. I'm already on enough medications for multiple sclerosis. Yeah. I don't want to be on Synthroid too for the rest of my life. Right. And I wouldn't sign it. So they had to go back to the computer, write a new release thing to sign that I that they could only take out the left lobe. And um and thank goodness they took out the left lobe, and it was benign, not cancerous, um and there was no, uh, no rash, 
thinking surgeon, like, oh, we should just take this out. Like, no, you advocate for you. It's wonderful that you did that. My God, to have, you know, to not get caught up in the fear of it. I mean, so many people would have just said, yeah, take it out, you know. I know, right. And I, and I, and I also don't give my authority like so easily. Yeah. I've always been pretty, you know, much strong enough to speak up. Yeah. That's really wonderful. And that's, you know, a great example of that. Yeah. Just saying, hey, um, this is what I want. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I know. Yeah, this is what's going to work for me. Yeah. And that's not easy to do, especially in the medical world. My God, they're. And there was a moment I had a hard time on the anesthesia. There was a moment where I was like, I just should have gotten them both removed because God forbid this is cancerous. I'm going to have to go under again and go through this again. So there was that moment of self-doubt. Like, oh, what if that was a mistake? But I, you know, stood by it and and thank God. I'm so glad it was benign. That's a huge relief. Thank you. And Dr. Bayer is his name up at Albany Medical. He, um, He has, I guess, interns call me every couple of years to see if the one side the one lobe of my thyroid is like holding doing the job in the place of the two to and if I'm still not on medication yeah yeah so that's I think that's what we were on about the cats putting shoes on cats and you know you can't do that you can do that but that is not gonna like it at all no no um yeah so just being myself allowing myself and being good with that being good with what i'm capable of and what i can do and not taking on anything on a, that doesn't feel like you yeah, know good. like the fixing the fixing myself i think piece of it is very important like that part that says i'm not going to keep fixing i have i am not a perfect human and i accept some of those parts of me I accept those things that are, I know, different people. Not some of, all of. Well, all of, I guess all, yeah. Yeah, you know, someone, some whoever's in my life is going to have to somehow be okay with it. There's going to have to be a negotiation around it. Same same with everybody. I said the funniest comedian, Zoltan Karzis or something. And he said, he was talking about Gen Z and he was like, you know, and, and Gen Z, this many people are diagnosed with whatever mental illness. And he said, and but they're, they're like, yeah, you know, I've been diagnosed with this illness and I'm not going to do anything about it. I figure you guys just all work around me. <laughs> funny. That's so funny. He said it much better, but... That is so funny. But there is that that attitude amongst those that age group. Yeah. You know, you, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I think I can be done with that image and um would love to hear now what your dream images are. Okay. So <laughs> these all could be from the same dream. They've kind of taken that shape in my mind that I've been thinking about it over and over. But also, there are three distinct images. So I might talk about them all at once, but then I'll want to look at them. So I am at, I'm on a beach, and it's some kind of 
gatherings with people around and um I get and I think it's me it might be someone I'm looking at that's not clear but I think I get really sunburned on my head and my arms like this whole you know and um not to a point of being in pain or like oh my gosh I should have had some none of those thoughts came in my mind it was mm -hmm. just that my skin was now bright red and um and there are so that's the first image or maybe the beach is the first and, and the sunburn is the second then there are these two guys there and they're they look so similar and I realize oh these are the brothers but then they might be the cousins and so that was the second image and um Actually, I think that's it. Those are the three images. The, the the beach. Oh, no. And there's one other piece of this. And that's that, all right, somehow it goes from sun and sunburn to still on the beach, but like a bonfire. So it's night. So, hmm. so somehow it changes then to night and there's a bonfire. And those are the three images. And just for clarification, the, the guys were you were brothers with each other or cousins with each other, not you. Yeah, they look like they could be identical twins, but then maybe they look more like cousins. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure or fraternal. Uh, I knew I knew they were either brothers or cousins. Okay. Okay. And um, let's say this is a. It feels like a continuation. It feels like these images could easily all be in that dream, in one yeah. dream, yes. right? So let's just say that and look at it like a dream. Okay. How, about that? Um, how did you feel? Um, I felt that there's something very significant here and I need to look at it. It felt important for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel in the dream? Like I said, I didn't have any pain or regret about the sunburn. As a matter of fact, I think it maybe wasn't me. Somebody got that sunburn, but I wasn't okay. feeling it. So hmm. it may have been me. I'm not sure. Um, and um, I and uh, how did I feel in the dream? Nondescript. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah often how I feel in a dream. <laughs> and were these guys anybody that you knew in, in waking life? They were not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did they feel like they had significance to you in the dream? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. How I saw it then and still see it now is it was like an Israeli and a Palestinian brothers or cousins but different from each other and I and that's what it felt like too I didn't feel like I was in Gaza it didn't mm -hmm. feel like I was on like an Israeli beach or mm -hmm. like Mediterranean yeah. it just felt like the east coast you know <laughs> where I've had most of my beach experiences um so it didn't feel like that but it also felt like it almost felt like they had come from overseas Actually, yeah, I'm just remembering that. 
It felt like they had come from overseas to represent the fact that they are brothers or cousins. Mm. You know? Wow. I mean, that's... Dad. They have the same dad, Abraham. Abraham, our father of the you know Bible. Abraham and Sarah, Sarai at the time, I think, she wasn't able to get pregnant, but she really wanted a baby. So she had Abraham sleep with her handmate, Hagar. She had a baby. Uh, they named him Ishmael. And um, and then Sarah thought she'd be okay with it, but she definitely was not. And so she had Hagar and the baby um, banished from her land. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> and um, and then, you know, God smiled on Sarai or whatever, and then she had Isaac. And so it seemed stepbrothers. These are stepbrothers. What, what was the son, the Hagar's sons, who was Hagar's son? Esau? Oh, Ishmael. Oh, right. Esau comes next generation. Generation. Okay, okay Ishmael. You're right. So that's really, that's really great story. I mean, that's the Bible, that's the Bible story, right? And yeah. Hagar says, she's, I don't know where she is. She's banished to the wilderness and they, you know, it's this desert country. And, and she leaves the baby and she goes away from the baby. And she says, I cannot sit here and watch my son die, you know? And then she cries out. And I believe that God speaks to her directly or mm -hmm. however God speaks, maybe through an angel. I'm not sure, but um, she was a holy woman. So we got, got these two, strands of the family tree and mm -hmm. they are and they're sort of the, they're visiting you whether it's them or their descendants are visiting you in the dream world right and so does it feel like there's a yeah is you know i mean it feel well does it feel like it has a message like i mean that seems kind of almost obvious but i know but, families fight and i know it cut really deep how family members feel about each other mm -hmm. and people can weaponize that if they have negative feelings and are not so evolved yeah <laughs> but um but so i know families fight it just it just brings it back to the most basic yes israel and palestine and uh are are not on good terms with each other and and then there was this brutal attack and but i also know families fight hard you know and just brings it back to you know the basic thing that these to me for me these are brothers you know these are i might be jewish and so that might sway me a little bit to the israeli side and someone else might be just a peace activist for social justice and that might sway them to be on the palestinian side but um these are, you know, these are blood brothers. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just, I mean, just kind of feeling some kind of poetry around the day and the night. Uh, yeah. And, and the symbolism of fire, right? The fire of the sun burning, burning the skin and the fire the, of the, the nighttime, time. you know? So oh. like like yeah i don't 
I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just somehow something, something about that, you know, that was bringing, yeah. bringing those things that together. Purifies. I mean, nothing purifies like sunlight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like mold. Yeah, on a and mold. the ocean. And ocean water. Ocean water. Yeah. And so that's right. So there is a, a big purification here. And if these boys, you know, like young men, if they actually swam to me or if they took a boat, I don't know which, but they're over like a an emotional, not an abyss, but like a frontier in a way. You know, it's like it's been they're over the water. You know, the mm -hmm. water is not right, 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 or right, or like the the ocean is, uh, yeah, the emotional ocean is churning always, right? Exactly. There's, there's like emotional churning. And it almost feels like somehow the it's, it's there's like it, it feels like there's some kind of an, a, a desire, a longing to yeah. have peace. Of course, that is, you know, my total projection. <laughs> but but even just in that dream, you know, like, you know, a bonfire and, you know, being in the sun and being at the ocean. And then there's these two boys and they're, you know, there to kind of re maybe remind us of what's really there's true. Too. Sorry. <laughs> Like, yeah there's other people there too but in the script you know uh-huh yeah doing whatever. right gathering of some sort yeah oh and on the dark you know shadowy beach or whatever but nothing you know also i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you it also makes me think um of the terrible original bombing on the 7th of October, which was at a hippie music festival. And so when I think of a bonfire on the beach with a bunch of people around, it makes me think of like, you uh, know, he's doing like a drum circle or something on the beach. Thing to do. Oh, that's such a hippie thing to do. Oh yeah, I know. So it makes me think like that these boys are coming. I don't know. It feels like they're coming in such peace. They're coming in such peace, coming together, you know, as a, as a as a, an Arab and a Jew or a Palestinian and Israeli or, you know, those opposites. I don't know if I dreamed this before or after, but I saw this thing on YouTube of different uh, Palestinian boys or like young men talking about what they were told to do, what their orders were, and then, you know, raping, killing, kidnapping. Mm -hmm. And they and they're talking and I'm like, it just begged that question. It's like, is every person, is every German responsible for the Holocaust? No. You know, is every Palestinian responsible for Of course not. Right. And um and and so, but seeing these boys and it's like, I mean, but shouldn't we be strong enough not to take orders? But I can say that as a Western person, easy mm -hmm. for me to say, I can be that. But if I'm a boy living in a culture and being brought up in a certain way with certain values and killing my neighbor is number one of them or one of them, then, um, you know, how, how can we blame the kid, you know, boy, young man? Right, right. Maybe they're, maybe they've escaped. Maybe they have escaped and they want to be in the peaceful, you know, uh, on the beach and on the beach at the bonfire. Right, they're trying to make amends in the video. Yeah, or maybe they're trying to make amends. Yeah. That's what it feels like to watch that video. But um, yes. So, and I like that, the purification. The yeah. Fire, the great purifier. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the word purifier is the word fire. <laughs> I only just noticed that the word fire is in the word purifier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or pure fire. <laughs> yeah. Pura vida. <laughs> pure life. Uh, is there anything else that you um like want to know about this dream? Uh, about the sunburn. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any associations with sunburn? Being sunburned. One thing is like I'm just thinking of like skin tone. So to be a white person in the hot sun could make me very red you know and I don't know if I'm imagining the sun affects everyone in you know one way or another so there was maybe a piece of that maybe that's Hmm. saying maybe that's saying well who cares what you think me you're a you're a white girl white Jewish girl in America you know and maybe I shouldn't have an opinion about what's happening in the Middle East, or maybe it's not even related to that at all, but it really feels like that. It really feels like the sunburn set me apart from these mm. brown boys, Israeli and Palestinian. There's another way to look at that too, in that, you know, the sunburn makes your skin darker. So even though it's red, different color, but it's like, it makes your skin darker to fit in with that maybe to kind of try on what does it feel like to have darker skin i mean that's a little bit of a stretch yeah. but it's you know we're talking the dream world so who um, knows that i wasn't affected by the sunburn in fact mm-hmm. i don't know if it was me i wasn't i didn't have chills it didn't hurt i didn't start peeling you know yeah. just that i saw it and i noticed it and i made a note of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah hmm yeah, as a way to sort of relate to these dark skin boys, like, you know, to, to have darker skin. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much to go through those with me. Are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Your snippets? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Sometimes it's good to just say them and, you know, get a little, I, I think. Like- yeah, they were, you know, they're juicy, the little snippets, right? You know, just a little water, beach, fire, there are all these elements like that's, you air. know, that's air, it. like there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that to to, to chew on, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like honoring even the snippets because I want my unconscious mind to know that I'm taking all the material to heart. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly dream material and I and I feel this way kind of honors even the little bits yes and and it's almost like I honor the little bits and so maybe the the dream the dream gods and goddesses will bring us more yes for, for more clarity more information yes more soul knowledge I love it mm-hmm. well listeners thank you so much for joining us And we wish you holomode metukin.